0: All the opinions expressed on this episode of Love and Madness are specifically uh, Scott and mine's opinions and do not reflect or nor do we represent any of the entities that we are talking about.
1: Normally, Janelle gets to say that. Yes. Yeah, She's, true. you know. But I got a new contract.
0: <laughs> I get
1: to say stuff now. For <laughs> once.
0: You were before. For yeah.
1: once, I get to talk. <laughs> I'm gonna tell everybody what you do to me. Oh
0: yeah,
1: no. Well, if well, you I mean, want to, I mean, we have to classify it on Amazon under erotica. <laughs> 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 you, you guys probably hate us to some degree, but you listen anyway. It's so cool. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> We don't care. <laughs> we're gonna get some advertisers yeah, Sunday Maybe. Who would our advertisers be? Ah. Uh, just, just throw anything out.
0: Um. Adam, what did Adam and Eve? Or? Adam and Eve. Yes. Okay. There you go.
1: Well. Um,
0: and. Um,
1: Camel cigarettes. Yes. That's what clearly. Camel cigarettes. Clearly. Um, we were gonna do what was the other one?
0: Captain Morgan's. That's a good one. Wrap snacks.
1: We're going to get wrap snacks on the horn. We're going to tell them our contract. Uh, you yeah. know, We need cases and cases of wrap snacks. I like the Cardi B ones, I, 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 whatever they are.
0: I don't even know what Cardi B's.
1: What is it? What's a Cardi raps? B? I have no idea. I, heard there's some, I
0: don't even know what she looks like.
1: I heard there's such a thing as a Cardi B. That's yes, all I have. Yeah we're out of touch
0: yeah we're, we that is that is what uh, like we, we've been wa- watching what is it Dimension 404
1: yeah it's and a, it's
0: it, it is specifically targeted at our generation
1: yeah it's basically like a, a goofy Twilight Zone it's like it, it hits all the tropes mm-hmm. it's, it's an I guess it was made in like 2017 but it was on Hulu so I didn't know about it yeah and yeah um here you go um but anyway, uh they they have some really interesting stuff that does callbacks to our generational stuff. Oh yeah,
0: I mean we're 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 both Gen Xers and so we're in our forties and yeah, it's it was it is
1: there's one about millennials being taken over by an alien
0: yeah, yeah.
1: consciousness. It's uh-huh. pretty funny. Yeah. So so that, that that's been interesting. So we can we can we can happily go out of touch, but the thing is, you know, as long as we stay in touch we you know Mm-hmm. our generation. Yeah, we just we haven't no. watched all of them yet. We just finished watching the one on Polybius.
0: And there's a podcast out there on Polybius, if you haven't heard of it. It's a video you. game.
1: Polybius, yeah. if you don't know, is a video game that's legendary that probably never existed. But supposedly anyone who played it either went crazy or supernatural things happened to them. Yeah. It's a mysterious game that people talked about in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. so The arcade game.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, so, back when there were real arcades
1: yeah and I knew it was a bad idea when I had it but I, I had the idea that it would be really cool to open a, a brand new arcade that was fully like to the nines of what they would have done in the 80s yeah where they, like the best arcade would have been so it would be a lot less uh, expensive except these things are classic now and they'd be expensive but,
0: yeah that that would be a project of love that would
1: yeah but then you can also do a lot of things with that um, presentation like even yeah. modern games but I'm, I know they new, they make new arcade games but they're just not in arcades anymore yeah they're just like an airport or something
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I don't know
0: it, it, it's it's funny the show's good yeah yeah we're we're enjoying it and they
1: do the the cheesy like announcer voice at the mm-hmm. beginning with the sarcastic little comment that's a little bit like mm-hmm. like the guy with the, the shades at the beginning of the murder show
0: yeah
1: well, I forget see old people
0: <laughs> I'm an
1: old person <laughs> it's that guy you know what i'm talking about yeah you know the guy i like
0: <laughs> what's his name
1: david caruso or something no 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 that's the guy that's the guy who did the sunglasses on the
0: oh show. yeah yeah,
1: yeah um, no see look at this <laughs>
0: well no i'm just i uh, like uh, which which what csi miami
1: Was it david caruso or caruso something the,
0: he was the redhead He's a redhead. Is he redhead? I thought he was just yeah. like a blonde guy. No, he's a redhead. You're telling
1: me he's a ginger too? He's
0: a ginger. Oh. He has no soul. Yeah. Oh, man. But, um... That... I mean... I never liked the CSI Never... Yeah. I don't understand
1: why i to heard more than one of any of those shows. Like Law & Order, CSI.
0: Well, I, I like... I I like... True Crime, and I like... I like crime shows, but... The CSI, I I don't know. It's like they go too far with the forensic buffoonery, you know. Well, kind or of they like, kind
1: of like BS their way through it, but using jargon that.
0: Well, I mean, it, I, I I'm quite sure they they research it well, but it's like all that stuff takes takes so much longer in real life. You don't solve. They're like Get me a like, full it, DNA scan on this it fingerprint. Is, and it yeah and like, it, it yeah and okay. it, it's not. I, I mean, crime scene in, investigators, it, that that is so far from reality of how they actually do their job. It would take, like, just, a
1: year to do a case, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's like, you watch those shows where they talk about, fr- like, forensic files, I think, right? Yeah. They show a little bit more of the real thing. It's like, we were yeah. working on it in April, we found this. And yeah,
0: yeah. Like, it July, should, it, we
1: we found out that. And yeah. And it's like, okay.
0: Yeah, and I mean, well, forensic files is kind of neat because they... A lot of the episodes, they're talking about the first time, you know, dog DNA was used in a <laughs> in in a case or yeah. or, or or you know, uh, they, a lot of those are like groundbreaking case studies that were done. But uh, they sometimes it's years before they're like somebody like goes, they, hey, we
1: took a sample in the 70s and then we got the technology in the 90s.
0: Well, that or, or even just thinking of you know matching up cat hairs, or. Oh. Or, um, gee, what kind of, uh, what kind of, uh, water, what kind of diatomes are in the water? in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know.
1: I, I don't know if that, I think you pronounce it better. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah,
0: because, because apparently those are
1: pretty like, unique where's this to, clay Yeah, where's, from?
0: yeah, where's this clay from? <laughs> you know, it, it's stuff like that. Well, <sighs> and Some of them are funny. Uh, uh, there, there was, there was one that, uh, their their lead suspect in a case I forget a woman was murdered in the house, something like that. Their lead suspect, um, was able to prove himself innocent, um, because I think he 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 found the body or something like that, and so they assumed it was him because of the the way he got into the he told them he got into the house was just ridiculous. And yet
1: he
0: did. And yet he did. And it was like he had, he had he had gone over to this lady's house. I don't know if it was his girlfriend. I don't remember the details of it. But the the front door was locked, and so he found a side window that was open, and he basically spider monkeyed himself <clears throat> into the window and on top of this dresser and down in and found her. Wow. And then it opened up the door and the cops didn't believe him because the um,
1: stuff on the dresser was undisturbed. It was just that good. He put his foot on the corner or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so he, he ended up proving himself innocent. The cops took him over there and were like, all right, if you're telling us, you need to show us doing it. And he did it. He just hopped yeah. right in the window and spider monkey down and didn't touch anything on the dresser. And they're like. Well, then, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and they ended up uh, eventually find, finding the real person who did it. But it was just
1: it was it was just funny the way it all played out. Obviously, with episodic television, they need a new episode next week. So they don't want to be working the same case and boring people who don't necessarily want to sit there and watch that. They're not necessarily the same demographic that watches Forensic Files. Yeah. Those are the super fans, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, I
0: like the science behind it, and yeah. I think that's why CSI bothered me so much, is because, yeah, the science was pseudo-true. I mean, it was all theoretically true, but you just can't do it that way. It's basically fast.
1: like one of those 80s cop shows where they'd take, like, oh, is this cocaine? And they'd, like, take it, and they put it in their mouth and taste it or put it in their gums or something. And, and no cop would ever do that, because it could be anything. It could be anthrax. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yet They did it to be quick. Like, yeah, that's totally cocaine. I remember yeah. last week I was in... You know, Vegas with some hookers. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, it's like, how does he know? But now he knows. You know, but, it's like,
0: uh, but well, you, uh,
1: those shows would almost be better if they were anthologies like The Twilight Zone, uh-huh. where it's one case, totally new people every week. Yeah, but they show you what they did. Yeah, and it might have taken years, but it's one episode.
0: Yeah, but Sorry. but that's why you know I I like a lot of true crime documentaries too, uh, just because it's it's interesting. Like like the the guy who. Proved himself and in, innocent. Is actually his lawyer was amazing, but uh, he had been accused of shooting and killing a girl, and he was at a a, a Dodgers baseball game at the time. I'm sure I, to, I I'm sure I told you about this, but there's a documentary on uh, Netflix about this this case, and he. He, and he found the tickets and everything, but he still couldn't prove he was the one who used the tickets. But he was at the ba- baseball game with his daughter, and he's like, you know, I remember there was a camera crew around, and they found out it was it was Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right, yeah. Yeah, was filming an episode in the same area of the bleachers that he was, and his lawyer went over to the HBO studios and watched, like, 24 hours worth of...
1: Video. they were recording multiple cameras yeah, and everything.
0: yeah. yeah trying to find and they, he actually found uh, the the guy and his daughter walking down the stairs after he'd taken her to the bathroom or to get a hot dog or something yeah. and was able to prove that he was at the baseball game did, just they, said he was. did they
1: enhance the video I,
0: I don't did think so they go so. around
1: the corner did they find <laughs> yeah, that's out what was going on man. in the bathroom
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: that's what CSI does though isn't it it's like, they do like ridiculous stuff like that. Like, Well,
0: okay. I think what, what <laughs> part of what bugs me is, is like, they'll do these, like, uh, in explaining whatever, like the trajectory of the bullet, yeah. they'll do these close-up animation shots of the bullet hitting hitting the body, well, like real, real close, yeah, yeah. And, and and taking a left turn at the rib, and, you know, just like, yeah. Yeah. I don't need to graphic. see that either. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: guess mm. You're not. Ne- yeah, you and I aren't really into watching <sighs> people hurt and bleed and stuff. Yeah, it it's just. Yeah. But yeah, you like the crime solving aspect. Yeah. See, I like a show like Monk because it's I like, love Monk. There's some murder stuff. He's yeah. He's not a forensic guy. Yeah. You know, he's not sitting there being like, well, but he's he's more like a Sherlock Holmes, and it's plausible.
0: Yeah. No, Monk. Monk, I I love Monk. was Monk. awesome. Yes. Um... Yeah, I mean, like when I
1: was a kid, I loved Murder She Wrote, and I mean you Sherlock know. Holmes is a little superhero, but still, yeah. I mean it's cool. and and
0: um like I I love Sherlock, you know, BBC show. Yeah, I mean that that's fun. I started watching that. Movie. Yeah, and um and I every now and then I'll get on a British crime show Kit, and I like some great ones.
1: Though Luther,
0: Luther, Luther, yeah, Luther. was great, yeah, and then I, it got a
1: little weird. But yeah,
0: I think you got think friendly with the... There and there, there's quite a few out there. There's one with Jillian and- Anderson that's really good. Okay. And she's being stalked by a serial killer, but he's, but, uh, she's stalking him at the same time, essentially. I mean, she's the investigator, so she's trying to track him down. Yeah. But but so they play this really weird cat and mouse thing with each other. As, as that's always guy. fun. That's the yeah.
1: Best trope.
0: Sorry. And she's such a good actress. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm 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 glad to. I I always enjoy whatever role she plays, because she plays such interesting people, and they're almost intellectual, you know?
1: Sometimes, though, with some of those um, BBC shows, I get a little, like, put off, because it's almost like they start with the premise that they need, and Uh they try to justify it after the fact.
0: Mm. They're like,
1: what if we had a serial killer that was, like, working with a cop and turned good? Yeah. It's that, like, why though? <laughs> how's that happen at all?
0: Like, how's it even,
1: you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's...
0: Well, I mean, I, honestly, I think that's how a lot of their shows, like, well, like, Work like of Black, which was, didn't I think really at least, tried...
1: but But okay. We started out, at least. Did they finish that one well? Cause yes. I didn't see it. They finished it well, fine. Some of them, they really do, but then other ones, they'll go on too long. like.
0: Uh, yeah, and they just drift off into, or like, the whole cast gets replaced.
1: Halfway through oh, the show. It's not the same kind of show, but oh I think God. you're thinking of the same one, the, the the Being Human?
0: Yeah, Being Human.
1: What the hell? How do Maybe. you watch a show about the people you didn't start watching the show about?
0: Yeah. And, and it was like, I I ended up, I think, overall liking the American version better just because...
1: It ended it, when it should have. Yeah, uh, as even,
0: opposed to... And I was and glad <laughs> they... Because I, I watched... I didn't watch the last couple seasons of The British. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I did it watch got, the whole thing and I tried. I was like uh, it got too painful for me. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: So, but I I I and I I liked both shows and I liked the fact that the American show didn't try to just redo the British show.
1: No, they they had the same
0: It was the same crap. Pre- same beats. Same but Pranus, American same same type of characters in the house, but the storyline went completely different than
1: the one at the British show. And Which is for the best. Yeah, was it was for the best. It seems like they, they maybe start with the A team yeah. on the BBC show to launch yeah. it. I'm just guessing here. Like, say Dr. Who has a great team usually, Yeah. you know, and they'll, they'll be like, we need you guys to take a few weeks and write some awesome episodes. Yeah. And then we're going to pass it off to the B team. Yeah. And then I, the, I and it's like, okay, so they have to finish the series and they don't know what the fuck they're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know to guess. They seem to be that very um, yeah. kind of old-fashioned studio mentality a lot of.
0: But think. but it it is interesting. Like uh, I mean, it's sci-fi I, I mostly watches. To me, like the British sci-fi shows, a lot of them start out really strong and then just end with a whimper.
1: Because and, like... and
0: and Americans are the opposite. It's like they sometimes start out weak. And like the first season, if you can get, if you can get past the first season, then you, all of a sudden, like season two and season three, you've got a really good show. Yeah. It, it, it I don't know why that is. <laughs>
1: but, I, I, I only just realized that when you said it. Yeah. Because I've seen it, um, you know, except for shows like Lost, which were just totally bullshit.
0: Yeah, but that. that
1: but, you know, like, yeah. the, the, it's almost like they tried to do the other thing. Yeah. Like, can we make it up as we go along? <clears throat> that's terrible, especially when Americans do it. British people can get you going because like, you're listening to their accent the whole time. You're like, uh-huh. And then they're like, but then... But, like, oh. Well,
0: it may be that, you know, at least like some of my favorite American shows is like they have like all the seasons kind of mapped out before they even do the pilot. Yeah, they they plot they, it out they and plot they have it a structure out. to work and, with. And so like, yeah, first this season, general... a lot of times it's just getting background stuff. It's not really getting to the main plot. Yeah. And so if you can get...
1: And I think they, they even leave themselves some, some freedom. Like, I think Star Trek was pretty well plotted out for the yeah. most part, at least the gist of it. But then they allowed, like, filler episodes. They're like, we need yeah. to get these plot points down this season. Yeah. Everything else is open, and we have some some room to keep it alive and have some energy to it. Yeah. Whereas um, with the British people, it's like, sometimes they start with this weird, interesting premise Mm-hmm. Like in the Moffat years of Doctor Who, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: say something like the darkness will fall. And by the time you get to that episode, it's like nothing. You
0: know? <laughs> Bad
1: wolf. Damn it. Bad wolf. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> you know, like why build it up if you got nothing? Yeah. You know? It Doesn't work ultimately, and eventually we fo- we stop falling for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, it,
1: it's but there were some of the greatest episodes of Doctor Who there too. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah.
0: So it's it, yeah. I I don't know why that is. That's just something I've noticed over the years.
1: Hmm. I didn't realize. I mean, I hadn't thought of it in season terms. I mean, I know the pilot of, of a lot of these shows will suck because yeah, they're, a lot of times they're um they're a pilot. Mm. They're they shop it around. They someone funded it with yeah. whatever they could get and they made it to be like, hey, can we make this? Yeah. And so it's gonna be sloppy. Uh huh. Until they get the real professional crew on. Well, and, uh,
0: well, I think that's what oh, why. Um, Battlestar Galactico is so good is because they had the story laid out essentially and
1: they pulled together in a crescendo you're right the last episode was like a big long swelling yeah thing it was beautiful absolutely beautiful
0: and, you know, they, it doesn't mean they didn't have their little spit-off they, mini-series and movies and stuff, which was cool. And, and they also... So they got there, some there were, extra stuff in there. There were some
1: parts in the middle. It's like, I think American writing will often focus on the beginning yeah. and, like, the midpoint and the end, or the crisis or whatever it is. Yeah. It's getting resolved, climax. So you focus on the beginning the climax and the end. Uh-huh. And then in the middle, sometimes you have trouble weaving together. Yeah. So it's like, where are you going to give up? I think anyone who's doing creative work is going to have some struggle at some point. Right. British people are willing to struggle right past the finish line. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: you know, they're going to crawl over that finish line, and they didn't care they're running a marathon. Who cares if they crap themselves (laughs) No. I, I don't know. But I, I really hadn't think, thought of it in terms of a whole season being that way, building up. It's yeah. like, once they have their pilot, which has got to be a bang thing. Cause yeah. It's like, Here's our you business card. Yeah, to get the attention, yeah. And then they often drag for the first season a little, and they yeah. go to, like, the very end. Like, even The Witcher,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, based on a, a, mm-hmm. a Polish story, Polish set of stories, but told in a mm-hmm. very American way, yeah. the ending was kind of slapdash, mm-hmm. sort of, because it had to end at that time, and they meandered a lot.
0: Yeah in
1: what eight episodes yeah but i'm sure they'll tie together later once they know these are the plot lines we put down we understand to yeah. them off
0: and and and, and it's uh, going to get
1: stronger and stronger
0: yeah and I, I i i i think doing that i think doing it that way but like a loose structure and, and it allows for you know some changes along the way you know say you have a a character that's not working out
1: right—it gives you time that. if you haven't built them up too high.
0: Yeah, and and a
1: lot of times, I think the the British people want to build up real quick and then be like, "You guys finish it." That's what happened in India. No,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> think about it.
0: Think about it.
1: No, I don't know.
0: I don't know. That's it's, it's interesting. It, it's come on strong like diff- and then diff- quit yeah different ways of storytelling you know well,
1: yeah you know but you know. yeah no no <laughs> I, 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 we, the house is going well yes
0: right <laughs> yeah okay yeah, segway or something no <laughs> that's yeah. not much of one. <laughs>
1: that's american segway
0: <laughs>
1: just bring it up real quick and see what happens
0: no, it's like, we've had a good week in the house. Everybody's talking to each other. Spirits are good. Things are getting done.
1: Yeah. It was,
0: We're getting a plan together. We've had a
1: couple, like, many breakthroughs in a good way. Yeah. It's, so like, it's been cool. Yeah.
0: I and actually think the podcast kids with
1: that. Communication is opening.
0: That's mm-hmm. good.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's things being unsaid for no reason. Yeah. And and honestly, it's, I was part of that, too, because I was like, I don't know how to approach my discomfort was yeah. a moment. Yeah. And then we all just forced it, because we're Americans. <laughs> just got it open. Quick. Pick up pieces after the Jack in the Box flies you, apart.
0: You know what? Like, I, I I wonder about this. Like, we have enough trouble in this big house with as many people. It's like, how, how do people live in...
1: Huge ones? In, well, <laughs> no,
0: live in, like, you know itty-bitty little flats with uh, a bunch of people. Yeah. I Not know. well
1: from what I've seen.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I grew up on Martha's Vineyard. Right. And there were two main communities of people from other countries who would come to the island to work in the summer. They lived right. 30 to a house, both, both, both groups. Yeah. There were Irish people and there were Portuguese, uh-huh. uh, Brazilian Portuguese-speaking people. And uh, because they was the whaling culture, so they, they had a history and they could yeah. meet people around them that were, you mm-hmm. know, very amenable. And be like, yeah, you can work for us. Yeah. You know? So those two communities would come there, Ireland. and They lived like twenty whatever to a, a house, a whole house that they mm-hmm. rented. Yeah. Very expensive, but there are twenty people splitting the rent. Yeah. And they sleep in shifts, and they. I always hear when I worked with those people, like particularly Irish, because a lot of the, the Brazilian Portuguese didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. I only worked with one guy, and we just talked mainly mm-hmm. about how to cook, and we learned. Yeah. I learned as much as I could, me a few dirty jokes. Yeah. But with the Irish people, they they spoke the same language. I could hear what they were going through. Yeah. From what I understand, they would fight all the damn time, and they hated each other. But they knew they were getting through it, and they're going to make like thirty, forty thousand dollars that right. summer each,
0: yeah.
1: and bring it home. So they just put up with it. Hmm. But then again, I don't know. Maybe a really good leader could keep a house like that together. But how do you? If you're all equally paying, right? Who's a leader? You know? Yeah. There's no leader. I, yeah. I
0: I think that would be really hard. But yeah, I and mean, we've still got the saga going on at work. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that my boss has the same bad attitude oh, that I have. <laughs> you had a hilarious
1: solution, <laughs> and I love you so much. So, so tell them about your solution. It's funny
0: as hell. So, a little background. I think I talked about this on, the, on the, one of the other podcasts a little bit. I'm not sure if we heard that one or not. So, a little background. i you know, civil engineer, and. Um, we have this building that is supposed to be being constructed uh, near here. It's kind of do a not... loose,
1: it looks like a loose trapezoid with a few floors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, to yeah, give them the idea of what yeah, they're looking it's, at. Yeah,
0: mostly. it's a, it's a six-story building, and so it's about 70 feet high, and then its outer dimensions is the... Uh, uh, like hundred by eighty, yeah, you know, okay. length width. Yeah, so, and
1: it's not symmetrical.
0: Yeah, no, not not no. For some it's, reason, but no, it's, it's, it's not basically a
1: trapezoid, though. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, but we have this. We we are not the. <coughs> Uh, engineering firm, because that's not our job. That's not what we do. Uh, we make the the uh, precast siding and whatnot to go on the building. Big
1: concrete panels that yes. connect and kind of cover the whole building. Yeah,
0: and we're actually looking at, for this one, doing uh, uh, the shear walls as well, which means we'll be part of... Is that the,
1: interior? Yeah, that, that okay. will be
0: part of the structure. Of the oh, I see.
1: Is that the ones where like you're in a, uh, uh, a, a, a Fire exit stairwell. Yeah, it's those thick those. walls. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yep,
0: that's exactly what that
1: is. Cool.
0: So, and and th- this, but the main architecture firm we are working with this uh, engineer who's not an engineer yet. He's I'm, I'm assuming he has a college degree. And it's but he hasn't rushed. done his apprenticeship, basically. Yeah, well, he hasn't taken his P.E. yet. so. Which kind of, you can't, I, I, I'm,
1: I'm simplifying. I apologize. Yeah,
0: you can't you can't really call yourself a professional engineer until you actually pass the test that says you're a professional engineer. In order to even take the test, you have to have at least four years of experience. Which means so, you basically have to be
1: working for somebody who knows what they're doing. Yes. And you're kind of an apprentice. Yes. That's my oversimplification. Yeah. I apologize.
0: Yes. Well, the, the this kid has keeps insisting that if uh, an earthquake happens, um, this building is going to deflect, which I means the top of the building is actually going to move eight inches. It's going to sway during, eight inches at the top. Yeah, during an earthquake. And A, concrete just can't do that.
1: It'll crumble.
0: It'll crumble, yeah. Yeah. And, it? It, and B, that is a ridiculously high number for a six-story building in the area we're in. We're, we do not live in California,
1: Mm-mm.
0: and we're not in a high uh, we seismic know. area. And I've done, I did seismic design out of the nuclear plant for you know 13 years, and I heard that and I started laughing. And my boss has been in the construction industry pretty much his entire his entire life, and he's never heard of of that kind of deflection. You look up like
1: some building in a highly uh, Earthquake-prone area he did, and then he found out that they didn't even have that much deflection on a taller building.
0: Oh yeah, it was a, one of those. Oh, it was uh, what is it? Tai Ty, Pan 101. It's like it's like a hundred-story building that made out of steel that has uh, one of those uh, pendulum balls on yeah, the, the top. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. To ca- a, a counterweight. Yeah, And it, it went, it, yeah, it went through a 6.1 earthquake and moved seven inches.
1: See, that's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, the, before you tell them how you solved it, because I think that's a good punchline, can I ask you a question? Sure. So you can answer them? Sure. Answer. Um, so what did you say it was like he did uh, to oh. get that kind of deflection? How would you have had to put the material okay. together?
0: They're, they're, I have a couple different theories. But I think the last one is the right one. His model is messed up. Yeah, well, I mean, because he said he had, like, a computer model showing this 8-inch deflection. And so, originally, we asked, well, can we see the model? Because I was like, I, I'm good at troubleshooting. I was like, I'll find a mistake in there. Because I know there was a mistake. You know, when you're using com- computer analysis software for this type of thing, you always have to think, and at least do the, does this make sense test? Yeah. If it doesn't make sense, you did something wrong.
1: And it doesn't and make sense. Out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, he never provided us the model, so I'm not even sure it exists anymore. He's stalling like
1: crazy. Yeah,
0: he eventually provided us uh, some numbers, and he's essentially um, calculating the deflection, describing the building as one big, tall pole, (laughs) which ignores all the geometry of the building
1: because yeah, and it supports itself and doesn't have to deflect because it's pushing against itself.
0: Yeah, and, right. and it's like if you imagine a stool with just one leg in the middle
1: or a tent with one pole.
0: Yeah, a tent with one <laughs> pole, obviously if you push on the top of that pole or or the stool going to it's going to tip over. Yeah. You know? But, you know, you take that same area of that one leg and you cut it into three pieces. And you spread it out on the edge of the stool and all of a sudden you have a stable you have a stable building. Well that's what he's ignoring. The fact is, this building is more is more wide in both directions than it is tall. There is no way on God's green earth it could deflect that much. So we've been arguing with this fool since last November about this.
1: You're not thinking fourth dimensionally.
0: <sighs> no, I'm sorry. And um and, you know, uh, so I, um, we actually found some software that, to allow me to model it without having to pay a huge expense. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I took the time, and it's got weird dimensions and weird angles, but I modeled the entire building in this thing. And then I essentially tried to, quote, break it. I made it as loose as
1: possible, movement-wise, as I could. Legally or whatever. Well, the no, just, just, I mean, it's a,
0: it's a computer model.
1: Okay. So I, well, I, I mean, like, doesn't it try to build things to code or something? Well,
0: or no? well no, it doesn't okay. build anything. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I mean, no, it, it, well, the model-, model... it
1: to code, no.
0: Yeah.
1: Never mind. Yeah. It did, did, did. No. I'm nonsense. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Okay, ignore him. Ignore um, me all the time. <laughs> So, essentially, I was trying to put together this model to figure out the worst case deflections and loads on the base that I could come up with by es- essentially making all the joints in the entire building hinged. But because of the geometry, it still can't move that much.
1: Even like, yeah, though, I, yeah. I, I get that a yeah. little, like, my layman's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I've seen puzzle traps and stuff where it's a matter of moving the hinges at all yeah. before you can get the thing to even stop being a cube or something, you Right, know? right. I get it. Yeah, a little. I get yeah. the gist.
0: Now, in in reality, you know, when you build that building, not all your joints are going to be hinged. Some of them are going to be fixed, which means they can they can they can take moment. They can, you know, they're not they're not they're going to move a lot less.
1: You know. I see. So you build it with stronger materials that can handle not.
0: Yeah, really big, or, or the, you you design a you you design a a joint in such a way that it um, can take other
1: parts move instead of it. Um, yeah,
0: well, it well, no parts... I'm going
1: to shut up. I don't know if i No, about.
0: no parts move. That's just it. Okay. It's like the difference between trying, um, let's see, well, uh, the difference between, well, like, like in, in your leg, it's like the difference between trying to bend at the knee or trying to bend in the middle of your calf. Okay. It's It's that kind of difference. It's like this isn't designed... Right, you, but yeah. it would
1: crumble before it would bend.
0: Yeah, right? it, it's, yeah. That's what I
1: was, that's what I th- think I was worried about with that. I was, I was asking that kind of question. Like, so these, these ones with fixed members or whatever,
0: mm-hmm.
1: would they break or would they just simply be strong enough not to move at all? Well,
0: um, uh, those, uh, those joints are generally made out of steel, so they will deform. They because will.
1: Because steel deforms. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that's it's... a permanent deformation, isn't it? Well, or... yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, but anyway, I, I purposely designed the building so there were none of those. So they were all like your knee, they all can
1: move the right way. Like, yeah. they can move in in theory any movement, any yeah. direction they needed to. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. But but because of the, the only reason I'm trying to interfere at all with no. your genius in this is because the listener might not have any context. Yeah. So I want to make sure that we're not talking so, over
0: so when I model I modeled this building purposely with all the joints being able to move. Okay. It, but because of the geometry of the building, the biggest deflection I could get was a quarter of an inch. And he's trying to say. Isn't that the story of
1: all women's lives?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, after I did this, I sent him my revised loads and mm-hmm. he came back. Well, I'm still concerned about this. I'm And I was like, and now I'm getting that this part is deflecting 30 inches. And
1: maybe they just want to give him a shot and they keep sending it back because they're like, he's going to get it. I don't, I
0: I don't know. I I don't, well, why
1: is their firm putting up with it? I, I,
0: well, I, I don't know. I, I I have no idea. And if I were this firm, I would be very concerned. Um, and anyway, so after that last email, Randy, I was pissed and my boss was pissed and, and I'd be like, you know what? If he really wants all this, you know, it's like I and can he, print out all these he, reports. He's
1: trying to give her the burden of proof is the important part before yeah. we get into the last part there. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and it's like he's, I, he's
1: saying, "Once you prove to me why you're telling me that I can't have 30 inches of deflection or whatever." Yeah.
0: It, it's it's insane. He's the and one who's like, making the extraordinary well, claim and he's got to prove it. Yeah, and but, he hasn't. Yeah. In not in any way that makes any sense anyway. Yeah. Because like I said, he's he, well, so. I, I was just, I'm like, you know, if he wants to see the models, like I can, I can put every button on the report on and, and I'll, I, we can print out the whole thing and send to him. I ended up having to, to put together five different reports that are all 900 pages long.
1: You put them in PDF or did you print these? They're, they're PDF. Okay. I was going to say. Yeah. Printer must have been going all day. and Yeah. Ran out not toner.
0: Yeah. Cause, and uh, I, and so, and I'm like, oh, we'll see what happens then. Okay. That's
1: crazy. 900 pages of data to be like,
0: yeah, F I was you. Like, yeah, okay, you know. <laughs> I was like, you want to be that much of a
1: because he's this has been going around and around. Oh, I've been yeah. hearing about this for months, probably.
0: Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I put in all this work, we don't even have the contract yet, and he's like trying to get me to like.
1: do to, his job, better yeah, essentially, at, at, no,
0: do his job for him, no, essentially. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's <clears is throat> not our job, that's not what we're being paid to do, so. You and in and this, and, and all we're supposed to be providing for him is preliminary data, not even full designs. And he's asking for full designs,
1: it's, it's for a bid, it's not even like a job, it's a bid.
0: Well, I mean, we're getting paid for the engineering work we're doing, but it's like a temporary contract, it's not gotcha. there's no guarantee that we're actually going to end up getting the, the, the full job and building this place, huh? So, this is all preliminary. It's like we're not supposed to be doing you know, yeah. full wall designs at
1: this that, point. That's why I did very minimal logo design stuff because yeah. you hear of these nightmare clients or people, even not even clients, but people who may be involved in the pipeline. We're going to send you millions of revisions. Mm-hmm. That they don't respect what you're doing yeah. and they're not doing their job. Yeah. You know, yeah, they didn't tell you what they needed. And then they're mad that you didn't get what well,
0: they. Well, he was asking us, he was asking for a full design. And I, I had sat down with my boss and I'm like, am I misunderstanding something? Because it sounds like he's asking me to design the whole building. And I I didn't think that's what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, really having to do this model was ridiculous because I did enough hand counts to show. And then I was super, super conservative. And I managed to get the deflection up to, I think, two and a half inches that way, which still is ridiculous. But... Um, is a lot more ballpark it's than eight plausible. inches. Yeah. Because
1: it's going to be great expense to the people making the building. Right, right. To, right. to say that it has to be able to take this kind of deflection. Yeah. Which is never going to happen. Right. And overbuilding for no reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's overall, it, it'll be an ext- Yeah, and, and I mean, the foundations this kid has designed are ridiculously huge. For a building this size, I guess
1: if you're thinking theory only and you've never done the work, yeah, you could you could really cause you know, yeah, like it, it would probably it would probably be stable and stand right. Oh at no, age. no, it
0: would. It, it would, would be definitely, ridiculous though.
1: Yeah, it it would be very. It's not cost effective at it would all. Cause a sinkhole that shouldn't have been there because it's pushing yeah. out magma below. So like I don't know, it, yeah, it's, it's just a big old dents.
0: But yeah, so so uh, my boss sent him <laughs> essentially. 4,500
1: pages worth of data. You sent them four copies of this 900 thing, right?
0: Well, it, five. Five?
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, then there you
0: go. <laughs> and it, because it was, what like, I did it, I, I that's did. That's funny. I did one report for each load case. I did one, did one for just. And it's a,
1: just the same words, but different numbers?
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Because essentially I did, the first one was dead load, you know, just the self-weight <laughs> of the building. That's it. And then I did, uh. uh one report for each of the four directions that the load could come from since it's not a symmetrical building the the building yeah, yeah. could react differently depending on which
1: direction right yeah. earthquakes movement so like, yeah all i know was houses of cards yeah but building a house of cards if one of the cards is tilted mm-hmm. the whole thing could tilt. yeah yeah so you built it you did it under each one of those heavy load cases is yeah. that it yep yeah. and then the fifth one just well, a standard uh,
0: the, the fifth vertical one was shit, load. Yeah, just the weight of the building.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So, because that I'm way, I'm very happy that we can have like a talk where I'm dumb, but I can get just gist of what yeah. you're saying. I'm
0: uh, happy. But, well, but, when you look at deflections in buildings, you have to include the weight of the building uh, because there's always going to be some deflection just from that alone. So you can't you can't assume that your whole deflection and any part is is just is because of an earthquake. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some amount that's just from the the weight of the <coughs> building. So you right. have to know what that number is, so you can subtract yeah. it from the number of the total deflection. So you just draw,
1: like, and
0: and then you know what the earthquake caused, gotcha. You know. Yeah. So that's just useful
1: information. The thing can stand under its own, like on its own weight. Yeah. Under neutral conditions, but then there's a limit past that. Yeah. It has to be able to tolerate. For yeah. Any additional. It, yes. Strain.
0: Yes. Cool. Yeah. So that's just useful information to have, which is why I said that as well. As long as some nice, pretty pictures. I was, what the building looked like, and the model looks like, and where all the supports are on the bottom, and all that so I was being if nice. you want, I could
1: Photoshop you into them, and be like, you're smiling with your heart hat <laughs> on, because you got kids for your
0: But, it, yeah, so it's, uh, it's been stupid. It's been really dumb. And it's like, on the one hand, this this kid is clearly arrogant. On uh, the other hand, I feel bad for him because whoever his supervisor is is not doing his job. And that's not that kid's fault, more than likely. I had a really bad... Uh, thing is, though, Yeah.
1: I hate to this, but I've been just recently in, in a traditional retail workforce. Yeah. A lot of these kids that come in, and they tell the boss what they need to hear, and they hold it together long enough to get the boss to believe them. Mm-hmm. And then the boss is like, okay, you can handle this. Yeah. And they couldn't handle it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, like running up, keeping a store open, you know, stuff like that they leave and, and yeah they they know how to te- present themselves well mm-hmm.
0: well and honestly the, the, the thing yeah. is is like if, if you're I think in any industry but I, I at least my personal experience um, like my very first engineering mentor was an idiot and it took me a while to realize he was full of crap.
1: He just talked well? Spoke well?
0: Well yeah, initially and I and I think they I don't know why they stuck me with him originally, but it I was about six months in when I realized this guy has no idea what he's doing. So
1: I'll do it better than him. Yeah. You haven't found out I'm an idiot yet? No. That's good. Yeah. We'll work it out.
0: And and that Not was cool. that was back yeah. when I was designing piping hangers and stuff like that. And on the hanger side, I mean that that wasn't that big a deal, but he was a pipe stress analyst, and, you know, when it's, it's the same type of thing. You're, you know, building computer models to see how pipe's going to react under certain conditions. And, and you don't want it to or bend that. or break or, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So part of figuring that out is the way you lay out the pipe. The,
1: the hangers, are they yeah. improved the slide, you told me. Right.
0: Well, it depends on on the, what your the purpose the of your piping is. The type of pipe. Is. Okay. But, but um but yeah, a lot of times piping is is hung in such a way that it can move because it's made out of steel. And it's, it's ductile. And it's ductile, so yeah. It, oh, you said it right.
1: <laughs> I I only read it.
0: But um, and and but it the pipe won't break, which is your ultimate goal.
1: Okay. I mean,
0: you know, so you. Purposely will put turns and bends in the pipe to To allow it a crimping spot maybe. Well, no, not to give it a crimp. You don't want it to crimp.
1: I'm an idiot, but I meant like you. Never mind. Bends actually make them stronger, don't they? Pipes.
0: Well, well, yeah. The the the
1: reinforced.
0: Yeah, the the bends are reinforced. Gotcha. But what it does, like say, imagine you ever you ever built a building out of like uh, plastic straws.
1: No. I mean, I've seen or or like a structure I, yeah, kind of, kind of. I did sixth grade thing, ish. Okay. But but you probably did way more than that. Okay. It,
0: well, um, imagine you, just... you you took uh, a couple, uh, plastic straws and you cut them up into say two inch pieces. Uh-huh. And then you made a shape of like a C out of them. Okay. Okay. So you got a straight piece across, a straight piece down, and then a straight piece across again. Okay. Now. Because those inches are only two two inches long, you squeeze on those two open ends, and what's going to happen? It's going to probably bend, like, or you're going to get a crimp in the straw, right? Oh, because it's two inches? Isn't yeah, it because it? it's only two inches to push it together. Oh, I
1: see, I see. But
0: you make those legs longer. Those and you can
1: curve it yeah, you can you, it and you say it. Gotcha. yes.
0: You keep them the full length of the straw, and then you squeeze down on the ends, and you don't get a crimp in the straw because there's enough room, there's enough it, length there I for see. it to bend. It can bend a little without bit.
1: folding. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: So that's that's kind of the idea about laying out pipe. It's like you want to lay it out in yeah. such a way that you can allow for those movements without crimping or breaking the pipe. Gotcha. So... Um, yeah. This is
1: not a, a dismissive thing, uh-huh. but I have a funny thing to say. Okay. It may not be funny now that I announced it, it was fun. Okay. It's about laying a pipe. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And it's about uh, two inches I something. I don't remember. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> okay. I love you.
0: Thank you for sharing.
1: No, no, no. I just we 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 were going deep on engineering talk, which yeah. is I mean that's our second podcast. Is you you yeah. explaining the the physics?
0: Well, well, I mean that's fine. I was just explaining that, that. This isn't no
1: it's not criticism. I was just saying.
0: Well, I've, I was just explaining why it, the the ge- It's once again right. the geometry. The geometry of the pipe makes a difference.
1: Yes, and, that's what they always say.
0: And. Anyway, this guy could not grasp that concept, and he was a piping designer. And I was like, once I realized that... He didn't care that, about the shape. He, he, well, it, it's like, in order... Sometimes, if you've got, like, a long length of pipe, and you're getting, like, big stresses in the pipe, you will purposely put a loop in there to alleviate some of the stress, because it allows it to move. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And, but what he would do is he would put in loops that were way too small, and you don't get that flexibility there. And I'm like, how long have you been, I mean, he, he'd been doing piping design for 20 years and he didn't know that? And it was like, it was obvious to me having never done it and I'm like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing.
1: And he he doesn't know what he's so doing. So like he was lucky that nothing happened yeah. with his designs. Is that it?
0: Well, in yeah. nuclear, you always got somebody checking you. But uh, it's like, the guy who used to check him used to get so mad. He was a, oh got his, Real funny, um, skinny uh, Indian guy. And most of those guys are so polite. Yeah. This guy would curse like a sailor. He was such a character. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, he oh, he's funny. But, yeah, and he would get so mad at him. And...
1: If he had to fix it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'd have to fix it before it'd go out. So it's like... Mm, But, but yeah, I really, I went into piping design later and, and so, but I I have a good instinct for that type of thing. So, but yeah, I remember he made me mad once because he actually put in it, it in his idea to relieve, alleviate stress on one part of the pipe was to put in a spring can, which is essentially, um, it's a hanger that allows the pipe to bounce up and down.
1: Oh, okay. 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 So it, hangers for four is allowing them to move in some way, right? It, well, obviously support.
0: Yeah, support but, is is number one. Okay. But you use different types of hangers for different different situations. So okay. uh, in this one, it needed the vertical support t- to not fall off the ground, but but kind of like a, my a, pipes. a a spring can will allow yeah. it to move up and down naturally. Yeah. Say if it's heated up a lot or is something it, like that. Is but, it like
1: a shock absorber kind of thing? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, he put one in, and that held nine pounds,
1: oh, and the pipe itself would be a lot heavier of steel
0: yeah, and I'm like, there is no point in having this hanger and I went to my boss's office, and I'm like, I'm not designing this hanger because so I used to have to did take he have, like results. extra
1: hangers or something and and those were holding the load, and he just he he the needed nine to put in another
0: them. loop, and he would have had it, but you know he just he somehow thought that that nine pound spring can was actually magically going to do something and I'm like. It doesn't even make any sense. And I did. I went in my boss's office, and I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not designing a hanger for it. You could see it in my, because I, because <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to take all his lows and, and design actual hangers to put out on the field to hang the pipe up, yeah. once he figured out the route and everything. Um, that was my job at the I got time. to hang
1: out at the nuclear plant during hours, and she showed me some of the stuff. It was intense. She was doing a lot of math. Yeah, well, I still do a lot of math. Well, but, no, but I, yeah. I just, I'm saying that yeah. you were doing nuclear civil engineering.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, he, God, but yeah, I went into my boss's office and I had to get you know calc numbers and all that for this, and there was one folder in mine because I, I had to get a calc number for it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do the calc, and I, and, and the the folder was titled titled the stupid pointless useless, tagger. you know, I was just in a bunch of cuss words, because I, I was like, I'm not doing this one. <laughs> and I'm like, if he needs a nine-prong spring can, not can't, I'm pretty sure I have some pretty large rubber bands around here
1: that work just as well. Like, bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? Did he, was he there the whole time? Did he retire from there?
0: Uh, you know, eventually he got, he got laid off and actually called me seeing if I could get, put in a good word for him down here. And my boss
1: at the time asked me like, Yeah. Oh I, oh I see. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I, I was like uh,
1: I can't do that.
0: I can't uh, recommend him.
1: It's hard though when you have someone that you have some kind of loyalty or friendship to and then they ask you for help and you know they can't do the thing that
0: Yeah. Well it's like, like I remember when boss, I was there he got di- so. he got diagnosed with diabetes. And he was an older guy and he's probably he's retired by now. But uh but he's got diagnosed by uh, with, with diabetes and then like months later he's eating a freaking you know snickers bar and he, he goes huh this makes my blood sugar go up and i'm like what how, how do you not know that <laughs> what
1: <laughs> i've had those kind of moments i say like you know you know something intellectually like it's not healthy for you. Like my cigarettes, I know they're not healthy. And then you know, yeah, you never know. So.
0: But yeah, you know, it was just yeah, and and it turned out that like the very first outage I went on, I had to follow him around, and he had me sketching up all this uh, piping in the reactor building that we were going to need the information on later. I found out, at, and I picked up that that was the most radiation I picked up the entire time I worked at Duke. And, and
1: what something he built?
0: Well, no, it was like we were in the reactor building, and we are sketching up piping that we're going to have to cut and move because of the job we were done.
1: Yeah. So okay,
0: yeah, and, and so I, it takes a while to do that because you have to take measurements on everything and. And, and do all that and because of where it was in the reactor building i picked up uh about 50 millirem, wh- which i mean like if you go for an x-ray it, it's more it's less than an x-ray okay right it's not
1: do it's they have not a total accident. like uh did, did they tell you your total that you've taken
0: oh yeah i
1: mean pilots yeah. and stuff are prone to illness because of that stuff aren't they
0: oh yeah yeah no, they they limit you to a certain amount a year and then anytime you you want that information you can you can go get it. Okay. But that was the most I ever picked up. Because
1: now I started thinking about it. I was like, oh.
0: Well, no, that was the most I ever picked up ever. And I'm like, since then, it's maybe one or two millirem anytime time I had to go into the reactor building. I mean, it just, which, in like, a, a airline stewardess is just get more, more. rays and exposure than nuclear plant workers. It's, it's okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. And it, but what I found out later, though, after we did that, and that, that whole exercise, was that there were freaking drawings already of those pipes in the basement. We could have just taken the drawing in there, verified what was on the drawing, and, and been them. in and out of there in much less time.
1: So you just got a heavy exposure, you know, in theory. Had you had to do that, let's like, say, a bunch of times in a yeah. year, it could be really bad.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, this guy's an idiot. He's putting
1: people at risk, essentially. Yeah. And who knows who else might have had to spend longer in there yeah. for some other purpose mm-hmm. because of something like that. Yeah. I mean,
0: he just, he does not, uh, yeah, he, he uh, it,
1: it. Stupidity. It's yeah, like, it was. hurts people. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I mean, that was in my first six months <clears throat> on the job. I didn't know what I was doing yet, and
1: it was and later. You were, you were trying to keep the job, probably, and you are yeah. willing to do whatever they ask. Yeah. Some great great. Mm-hmm. That sucks. But you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I know. I mean, you got the certain glow to you, but
0: oh, stop! I'd <laughs> call her Marie. Ah, uh, like Curie. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we got a, a green lampshade in here. This yeah, some green light. I'm just joking.
0: But yeah, there. I mean, there are federal guidelines on on all that, and there's. Uh, they, they they do a very good job of man- managing workers' exposure. People who get the most exposure are the ones who do the radiography.
1: Which is uh, spectral
0: uh, analysis kind of thing? Or? Um, they uh, essentially take pictures of metal on a molecular level to see okay, if no, there are any...
1: I, I talked to an yeah. Air Force guy who had to do that stuff. Yeah. They had to test the, the microfissures and stuff in different types of fractures would occur with different types of stress, and they know what they had to do. They could anneal it sometimes. Yeah. Other times they had to do other yeah. things.
0: Yeah, well, These they... It was fascinating.
1: I talked to them for, like, four hours yeah. because he was hanging out at my friend's house. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: really
0: it, cool. yeah, it's interesting that... Well, we have... Well, there, there are certain systems that get... They do radiography on frequently, um, but because of that type of work, and you're using radiation to...
1: To do the scan.
0: To do the scan, uh, for one thing. And, I mean, they shield them as much as they can, but they, those guys pick up a lot more radiation. They get paid hazard pay kind of thing?
1: Um, right. You know? like, well.
0: uh, they get paid well, yes. And Anybody that's... who works in a nuclear plant gets paid well. Huh. Um, they, they, they don't want... Uh, unfortunately, it used to be they didn't want unhappy workers, and uh, I was like, I ran into one of my old co-workers today at work, and you could see the tiredness in his face. And I've heard rumors from other people that they, you know, like the engineers now are on call 24-7. Yeah, we, and they we don't saw get,
1: one of your former co-workers today. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he seems like he's worn down a lot.
0: Yeah, and, and apparently they just had an outage, and he only got 30-day outage, outage. In those 30 days, he only got two days off. And then rolled straight into a Kiwi outage. And so he was
1: What's on the night shift. What are we talking about? kiwi
0: oh kiwi is uh the um uh the uh the hydroelectric plant that's attached oh, I see.
1: to so he's working both places
0: yeah well people who work at a county also work at kiwi gotcha this i mean power
1: plant power plant in general with some yeah
0: well i mean they're right next to each other and mm-hmm. kiwi is part of the nuclear plant's backup power. Gotcha. I didn't. So. I didn't
1: see you there. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I didn't really work at Kiwi much. Um. But.
1: Um, but you could have. Yeah. I could have. Gotcha.
0: And. And uh, yeah. And he. He was essentially on night shift for six weeks, and he's got two small kids. You know. Yeah. And nice uh, night shift for six weeks, and he had gotten
1: only two days off. And the thing is, I mean, it's and also it's going horrible. to put. It, horrible. Uh, it's none of my business. I'm not going to speculate. It's like, it puts uh, a, a damper on a lot of things in your life when you work late, yeah. sh- late night. Sh- third shift is when they do outages a lot, right? Like, people end up having to be either on
0: well, what, when, doubles well, or... Well, when they're doing a, a full, you know, uh, outage in <clears> one of the reactor buildings, it's 24-7. So you have people on day shift and you have people on night shift. But well, they time, also
1: moved you around during the same outage, didn't they? Oh, like, yeah. There were, there were like, a week or two where you'd be overnight. Yeah. I throw everything off. Yeah,
0: yeah and... um there's And usually there are 12-hour shifts,
1: and and you're just required to... And you're on salary, right. on
0: salary. They're on salary. So they it's can like, do whatever they want. Yeah, and, and a lot of times they will, if you get over, like, 45 hours in a week, they will give you some extra pay for that, but they don't have to. Right. So it, it's... I
1: don't
0: know. Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, it's like people are getting burnout i know several See, younger engineers who are really good engineers think, who
1: have left you would think they yeah. wouldn't want tired workers at a nuclear plant yeah okay and especially with the bad pr that nuclear just intrinsically has in this country unfortunately yeah because of just the way it went in this country yeah and it's nothing to do with the reality of it yeah but tired people make mistakes yeah and that's terrible.
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 not it's not a good situation. Like I don't know that. that
1: this is smart to be talking about on a podcast because you never know lawsuits and such, especially wealthy people who don't care that they're wasting money on a lawsuit they're going to lose. They'll just draw it out. So maybe we don't put this in. You know, if we're talking about danger, I don't know. Inside knowledge? Did you have an NDA of any kind about what you did there?
0: Well, not really. I okay. mean, and, and honestly. Then- if it's a nuclear safety concern, I'm required by law to say something. So. Okay.
1: Well, good then. I just I was just yeah. thinking about it. I'm like I know that crappy managers tend to be crappy people.
0: Yeah. Well. I and that
1: means you know, I haven't
0: mentioned any managers.
1: Well, good then. No, no libel. No. <laughs> no, no I haven't meant, I just
0: I feel bad. I mean, it's like honestly, it was. And I had a feeling, you know, before even before I got laid off, that the people who were going to really get screwed over were be the ones that had to stay there and deal with the fallout of losing that many people, which seems to be what has happened, and that's unfortunate.
1: I remember we talked about that um, on the porch. Yeah. And uh, you were, it was obviously like, a, I felt like a, well, I'm not telling you how you felt, but you were telling me that you you had the standard stuff that people have when they get laid off. Yeah. But you were also kind of relieved.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I really didn't enjoy my job anymore anyway. And they, I didn't like that They hour. laid you off
1: because the guy who didn't like the fact that you were right
0: well, was no, no, I partially
1: mean, in charge well, a bad well,
0: I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I know he was, but uh, he wasn't the only one. I mean, I had expressed to his boss that I didn't like my job. And I know part of the reason, part of the thing they were they were, That part of the criteria they were using to pick who got laid off was attitude, mm. and I'm like I can't keep my mouth shut anymore, and I was like, I don't put up with crap, so yeah. um by some that is perceived as having a bad attitude <laughs> and you know what, <sighs> and I'm like that's legit <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, yeah. but now I work at a place where my boss has just as bad an attitude as I do, and it works All out right. really well <laughs>
1: okay. You can, you can do your job with a bad attitude, but it's and like,
0: it was like... And it's not even that I have, really have a know. bad attitude. I just don't like putting up with crap. And, well, and when,
1: that's uh, why I like yeah. engineer mindset people, yeah. you know? They tend yeah. to be straightforward, and you know where you stand at all times.
0: Yeah, and it's like I don't like putting up with unnecessary work. Like uh, one of my previous jobs out there, it seemed like there was a crisis of the week every single freaking week. And most of them were not a big deal at all. And but I'm because, like save save so, the crises for actual crises, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know?
1: Yeah. I, and I was
0: like I and I in I you know, when I was a manager, it's like I wouldn't do that to my people.
1: We had the opposite uh, emotional yeah fatigue. Yeah. Where when I was doing sales,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was always hype up the sale, hype up the sale. I'm like, but I burned out all my hype last week. <laughs> you
0: know?
1: Yeah. Like it's like when you overemphasize anything, it becomes meaningless.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it it it's it's a, a the boy who cried wolf. And there's
1: there's yeah. a limit to how, like say, panicked you can get over something, yeah. Or or how enthusiastic you can get at any given time. There's a limit. Yeah. And if you go right from zero to ninety, instead, yeah. of You know, up to a maximum of a hundred, you've only got that much more.
0: And and, and the left. thing is, is that you know when when you've got. When you're an engineer, you're in that type of field or well, in any type of field mm-hmm. and you have experience, you you can discern
1: how big of a deal it is.
0: Yeah. Based on just looking at it to begin with.
1: OK, we have we have two days to figure this out real quick. Yeah. Even at worst. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: and and if it's like, no, that's never mind. I, I know that's going to be fine. That can wait till tomorrow. I'll write it up. Mm-hmm. So that we have it identified and whatnot, but it's not it's not going to shut anything down.
1: Mission critical versus not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Kind of then, yeah. you know, let us go to bed and go to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. So we can come back don't and fix it right.
0: Yeah, don't treat every single single problem that comes up like it's the end of the world and it has to be solved immediately. That's just not fair to people. And and that's...
1: It, it, it de-emphasizes the, li- the real emergencies as chicken little. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it
0: burns your people out.
1: It yeah, burns your people even, out. Even if it was, like, a little more serious, um, it's hard to understand that when yeah. you've been that hype. Actually, yeah. You know, like, over and over, you burn yeah. out.
0: And, and so, yeah, when I was a manager, about half my team was in their 60s. and you know, I had one guy that had a heart attack on me, and another one <sighs> was having panic attacks. How did that
1: work, a heart attack?
0: No, it was at home. but oh, I see. But he had been so stressed out by the job, that was not helping him. Right. And so I did... Uh, I would purposely de-escalate things that upper management would escalate yeah. <laughs> and act as a stopgap. And it, and a lot of times, if it was stuff that I could just do myself, I'd just do it myself and let leave my people alone to do their jobs, you know. And uh, But, you know, then I'd get called me out, like, why aren't your people here this weekend? And I'm like, because the problem keeps changing every week and until... This other group figures out what the problem actually is. I'm not going to have my people working overtime, being all stressed out, when they're going to have to change their design next week anyway. (laughs) I actually said that to an upper manager, and he's like, what? And I'm like, it keeps changing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I I won't waste people's time. I value people's
1: off time. Can we can we can we segue with that to like your yeah. everyday life here and stuff? Yeah. You everything she's saying is how she treats everybody. She values people's time. And um she also tries to make sure that we can be efficient when we're doing something. We don't waste our energy on duplicating <clears throat> effort. Yeah. It's something I really respect about you, because I hate duplicating effort, and I've done a lot of that myself when I was alone trying to figure something out. Yeah. And I didn't have anyone to bounce it off of. Yeah. I'm like let me try all six possible.
0: Mm-hmm
1: full 14 page documents right. and see what happens. Yeah. But it's a waste of energy and effort if you can work smarter and you like to work smarter. Yeah. And, and you respect other people and they're, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't abuse, I don't know, whatever, but, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you, you're an all around, you're very consistent. Well, all thank across. You. I try to be. And this is a positive. It's yeah. Total positive.
0: Yeah, I um, yeah, that's just kind of the way I I, I think I've always looked at things. It's like if I can find if I can find a, a a smarter, more efficient way to do something, I'll do that. And it's like, uh, but I won't, I, you know, honestly, but I won't make fun of somebody for doing it differently than me.
1: Because, because maybe they're looking for something else than yeah, you want. Yeah, or
0: maybe yeah. they have a different way of thinking about a, a problem, and theirs might take five times as long as mine. And I but maybe it you, maybe
1: you do get a feature out of it. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: Like their weird way. Yeah. So. It's cool.
0: But yeah, I, I respect. It. I was like, I I used to tell the kids, you know, there's there's no wrong way to make a peanut
1: butter sandwich. But there is. <laughs> <Just> clearly. <laughs>
0: According to my ex-husband, there is, because I got a thirty eight minute lecture on that one But that was funny. <laughs>
1: well, um, if you make it upside down, the jelly soaks with the bread. Yeah, weirdly, so.
0: I don't know. <laughs> screwed. Always that was screwed. one of my. That was one of my. uh, Unless it was a funny story, but I'm not
1: particularly proud of my behavior during. I that. am. Uh, yeah. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I might as well tell the whole story. I wasn't there, but she told me the story. I was proud of her.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, my ex-husband. It, I don't. We were going to a church picnic, and <laughs> and um, I was making peanut butter. It was. It, I don't think Kyle and Alex were even born yet, so it was just me. And, and Keith and Daniel and I was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for part of our picnic. Yeah. And I I, I forget which is the correct way and which is not the correct way. And you either put the jelly
1: on first or the peanut butter on first. Yeah. I don't know why. The only logic I can imagine would be the jelly can't be on the bottom because if you have Wonder. Well, one, it's I
0: think there. it had to do with double di- like. He didn't like the.
1: Double dipping?
0: Well, he didn't like the peanut butter being contaminated by the jelly or the jelly being contaminated by the peanut butter if you use the same
1: knife. So separate but
0: equal. Uh, Something like that, I think, but Uh I I don't remember. (laughs) Anyway, I ended up getting a 30 minute lecture on the proper way to to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and you can tell it stuck with me because I have no idea what the proper way is still to this day. I don't know. Anyway.
1: I told you. (laughs)
0: And and you see, I don't even remember that. I
1: I, I tease her about this kind of thing. Because it's funny, but she's she's right. She's right.
0: So, anyway, I was highly irritated, as you can imagine, at getting a lecture and making a damn peanut butter and jelly sandwich. This is like. And we get to the picnic. And, and, uh, we're, we're sitting down we have a blanket laid out and, you know, it's like all these other people around and our friends and whatnot. I take a bite of my sandwich and I, and I go, oh my God, Keith, you're right. It does taste better if you put the peanut butter on first. Like that really loud and sarcastically. Mm. And, um.
1: Oh no, really? If you said that though, he's wrong. <laughs> 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 no, cause the, like, okay so, okay, so if stupid. you get peanut butter into the jelly, you know what happens? Yeah. yeah. Well, Actually, no, other way around. Jelly goes in the peanut butter. It gets hard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. The lime goes in the coconut. I know that. Well,
0: see, that's like the way I, I, I limited the cross-contamination. It's I'm just, like, I'm trying to I work up some outbreak. put either the peanut butter or jelly on one side. It yeah. doesn't matter which. And then you wipe the knife out on the other piece of bread. And then you dip it in the other one and spread it over there. And no, no contamination. See?
1: Well, see look, look at that. That's engineering. Yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway, um, and, and, and you, and you, can you do it all with one knife? I mean, it's it's very, very easy to do. Uh, <laughs> the, only,
1: the only thing I know about in this house, if I'm making peanut butter and jelly,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's someone who might eat jelly but can't have peanut butter. Yeah. So I certainly can't contaminate the jelly with the peanut butter. Right. That's because of safety. Yes. But a yeah. sandwich is a sandwich. Yeah. And it's quick and it yeah. gives a crap. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. You know? And then, As long as you're not dealing
1: with someone who was allergic. Or
0: right, right. And, and yeah. that was not the case. in the right. case. And, uh Anyway, so it was just, so when, and I, I, I've i used that story with, my kids love that story. And I've used yeah. that with them when they start getting frustrated with one of the other ones because they do stuff, something differently oh, than yeah. they do. And I'm like, and.
1: and Alex has systems. Yes. For things. All and my kids have like systems. Like how the dishes have to go. I remember when I first started coming over here, he would lecture me on how I had to pick the cat. And how I had to put the dishes. And then I had to explain it. I'm like, I see what you're saying. However, can you explain it to me? Actually, I had him explain it to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? You're actually right on that. <laughs> you know, because you fit more dishes in the way mm-hmm. he wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I listened to him. But, but there were times, other times, I'm like, listen, there's really no objective reason to do it either way. Yeah. But if you prefer it, do it your way. I'll do yeah. I'll my way. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? And, and that, that's, that's especially but with The Daniel.
1: dishes one was one where we actually bonded because I was like, you're right. <laughs>
0: And, oh, and with Daniel in particular, and you know, with the, you know having a kid on the spectrum, it's like they, they get a particular way of doing something in their head. And if that's it worked the way that one done. time,
1: it's always going to work. Even if it was working at 30% efficiency, that, it worked.
0: That is the way it's done. Yeah. And so uh, that was one of the examples I used to use with Daniel in particular of just like, just because they don't do it the exact same way as you does not mean they're wrong. Right. You can do them differently and still get a perfectly acceptable result,
1: you know? One of the things I was super impressed with when I met Daniel, because I met him first, she introduced me to each of the kids separately almost.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, right?
1: Didn't you uh, even, like, uh, separate, like, Kyla and Alex? Or... Well, Kyla and Alex were over their dads when we first met Or I met them both at the same time.
0: Uh, maybe? I
1: don't remember. I, I think Ever. I met Alex. I think you brought Alex back and had Kyla Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. You did meet I didn't
1: meet Kyla until the very end. Yeah. Because I, I spent a weekend with Alex around the house and we played games and stuff. Yeah,
0: because Kyla had something. And he Kyla. gave me a hug, because I don't remember yeah.
1: seeing Kyla at all during that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which was, you know, it was, it was a very sensitive time, because she was still very depressed. Yeah. And, uh, and and Daniel, would you said, would be the easier one, mm-hmm. especially since we were both in the gaming. Yeah. But back to the thing I was impressed with, was one of the things I noticed first off, mm-hmm. was despite his very strong opinions. Yeah. Because when it works it works mm-hmm. and it's got you know he is willing to listen and yeah. then he'll he'll say well that's fair yeah even if he doesn't agree he said that's fair yeah and I'm like okay cool mm-hmm. I was very impressed with that yeah that level of uh. openness yeah even, most teenagers of any stripe don't have that yeah that, this is
0: true but I mean that's something that we've I've reinforced in him that it's it's okay to have for people to have other opinions and, and whatnot. You just still need to be respectful, and, you know?
1: And as you know, I over-explained. So, like, when yeah. we talk to game design, I'm like, well, when that happens, the players feel this way, and they might react right. in more selfish ways or something. Right. And they'll be like, that's fair. Because they're know. like, my goal was different from his goal. Right. You know? Yeah. And as long as we understand that, as long as you're going for your goal, you mm-hmm. might do it differently. Yeah. And that's, you know? hmm Yeah. It's cool. You're, your kids are very smart, and they... They think, yes. and they they actually uh, question their own way of doing things most of the time.
0: Yeah, despite
1: despite you said it's not, you know Daniel's a little bit high bound with certain things.
0: Yeah, he is, yeah. but he's a lot less high bound than a lot of people, people on the spectrum. People on the spectrum, yeah, and uh,
1: including in, including maybe certain people I know. Yeah, you know?
0: but uh, but that's okay. And it's like in, in the way I always explain to him, it's just it's like he, maybe you don't come by these things intuitively like other people do, but it doesn't mean it's a skill you can't learn.
1: Right, and and honestly, a lot of people, when they get their intuition on something, that's their decision. They make their decision on how to do it from then on. Yeah. Same way as anybody else. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you get to there. Yeah. As long as you're doing it. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's done done really well in the social areas. He really has. And he's worked really hard at it, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, he used to get so frustrated with himself. And then, you know, I'd be like, it's just, you know, this is something you have to learn. And it's like, I know most people, this comes more naturally to them, but it, you can learn it though. You know,
1: this could be a legitimate segue to the rest of the, the house stuff we were going to talk about. Oh, okay. We talked When we started this, we had the idea that we were going to talk about some of the good stuff happening in the house. Yeah. Um, internal obstacles maybe. Yeah. Like, would be the, the linking thing here.
0: Yeah.
1: We spend a lot of energy on our own internal obstacles. Yes. And we try to find reasons why something would be harder or impossible.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And if we stop spending that energy on fighting ourselves, we might be stronger than that. Yeah. Like, way stronger than we ever thought. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that I'll do this perfectly at all. Like, just today I realized why I didn't understand math. I'm not saying I understood math. I understood mm-hmm. why I didn't. yeah, because I was looking at numbers as if they were these the most important thing in math. right. But they're almost not. right. It's the symbols, it's the machines that you use on the numbers. Mm-hmm. and the numbers are just like uh, a set of universal things that have different values, mm-hmm. but essentially all work with those other machines in the same way. yeah. yeah. And, and, and it might sound stupid that I said that that way. Because it seems obvious, maybe someone gets it. Because when I told you, you're like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> but, but I was thinking numbers were what I had to know, to know to get math.
0: Oh yeah. To a certain degree. Well, that's why I've more than said, machines the, yeah, the and, and, and that's and why I I've always thought of math more as of a, a language than anything else.
1: Well, when it comes to visual, puzzly math, mm-hmm. geometry stuff, I've done pretty, yeah, pretty well. Like, and like, that's
0: actually pretty pretty common. It's like people <clears throat> who don't understand algebra but can get. Geometry, because there's, there's a certain tangibility to the geometry mm-hmm. that you can't get with just
1: a line of numbers. You can numbers. tell how an arc yeah. is going to keep curving. Yeah. You can tell certain things like that. And, and, and if there's numbers to it, you can kind of derive the numbers based on what numbers you have. Yeah. I, I, and I do well with probability because I've dealt with it with game design. Yeah. Dice, how yeah. many dice do you add to, to, if you want this kind of curve? Yeah. Mostly bell curves, but a oh, lot right. of other types of curves are possible, too. Yeah. And I can get that based on the shape. Of yeah. the curve,
0: okay.
1: If I understand that when you start combining, say, three dice of any type, you're going to get something approaching a bell curve, mm-hmm. basic, right? Then there's always ways to invert that bell curve, say, mm-hmm. and make it more probability of the outlier events if you want to crazy your game. Yeah. But that's easy and visual. Yeah. But when it comes to like taxes or <laughs> or accounting, I'm like, ah, no clue. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's fine. I just wanted. To, it, it was cool because I noticed that for my even myself, I'm not. When I say something, it doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about. It just means yeah. I'm, I'm. basically laying it down so I can think about it later and realize, oh, oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And yeah. But it, we have we've had a lot of talks about this kind of thing around the house lately. Yeah. It's been helpful.
0: Yeah, and, and well, uh, honestly, obstacles this, this was I ourselves. mean this this was part of the reason I wanted to get the podcast going was so we'd because start talking well well anyways. well no, not just that we'd start talking it's like we all had all these grand ideas of stuff to do and nobody was doing them. And I'm like, well damn it, I'm gonna like open the open the gates, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And and, and, and that, get stuff you, being you gave produced. Me
1: encouragement. You gave me encouragement and I got a book out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I was one spouting ideas because I can have 15 ideas in, in four seconds. Are you shocked by that? But they're not good ones. It's just like, you know, <laughs> the law averages says that a couple of them might be, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you just throw them out and keep trying. Mm-hmm. And maybe don't waste the effort on the, the crappy ones, but first throw them out and mm-hmm. see if they, they're plausible. Mm-hmm. There's so many things we can do around here. Mm-hmm. You know, artists in the family could do coloring books in an hour.
0: Yeah.
1: It could be done. Very easily, based on what I just saw with the publishing of this book, it's like mm-hmm. the process of publishing is pretty quick. Yeah, it's just a matter of having the document right, mm-hmm. and those are easy to format. So there's that, and then there's like we could do. All of us have crazy thoughts. We could do vlogs. Yeah, so many things we could be doing if we wanted to.
0: Yeah, but uh, that it was just kind of my idea. Was well, like we keep talking about all these things. So let's just do something. This is Jill. Anything, and and I'm like I was lo- ho- yeah I was hoping. And I think it is working. I was hoping that doing this would just get people doing something.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, Daniel's actually working on a project now, too, like for real. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, it's the first time in a year he said he wants to be a game designer. Uh-huh. And he wasn't designing any kind of game, not even a mini game, board games. Yeah. He'd do some graphical art and stuff. It uh-huh. was really solid. Yeah. But then he, he'd lose um, faith, maybe. Yeah. And, and, and 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 still meander, mm-hmm. but now he's got a game system he's working on, and mm-hmm. I I can inspire someone in five minutes, but then they forget about it ten minutes later. Yeah. Janelle can get them moving and keep them moving, in a good way.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. But yeah, that's that was, but I mean that's uh, that's part of the reason for this podcast was just to see just to say hey we can do this.
1: We can. Yeah. And you know it's just any any group of us can do a lot. Mm-hmm. Any, any combination. That's why I want to get the kids doing those movie reviews yes. if they want to and they do. Oh, well,
0: they do. It's they just do. we haven't lined up a. I time. I really can't wait
1: till Alex sees Kroll. He's going to love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I'd love to hear. I mean, he's probably going to have some criticisms. Yeah. yeah. It's funny with that. But I think he'd enjoy it because he makes a lot of characters that would fit that kind of a genre. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So Alex is funny. They're all funny. Yeah. Yeah, and our D and D games have been better recently.
1: Yeah. We we, we, we were having
0: we were having some trouble being an actual group. And uh and so Daniel was running the game and he's having
1: trouble managing yeah, people because so, it's not really he wants to focus on the setting and and so we,
0: so we came up with the idea that Essentially do some D&D group building exercises, which Daniel ran, and he did a pretty good job of it, and it's made a difference.
1: Yeah, it really did. Mm-hmm. He, he got us, um, like, he put us into teams, and scenarios were a little um, hard to understand, mm-hmm. but yet they involved cooperation of both players at all times. Yeah. And even people who had previously maybe butted heads just because two different approaches. Yeah. You know, uh, it was cool.
0: Yeah, so that, that's been good, too. And Did, our buddy, Robbie, came back this week. Yes,
1: he joined us again. And yeah. now he's, um, I'm running one for we'll about We'll have to get sessions. him on the podcast. It'd be cool. Yeah. If he wants to.
0: If he wants to, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I certainly want to make him feel uncomfortable. I, yeah.
0: Well, I can ask
1: him. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. But I have this thing, like I said, with my enthusiasm. Enthusiasm transfers, and that's why I was good at sales. Mm-hmm. I can build enthusiasm for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. and someone's all bored. And then all of a sudden, when it comes down to doing it, there's no motivation anymore because it burnt out when I got them enthused. Yeah. And they're like, "Wow, we almost did it. We pretty much did it. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> Forget it." You know? Um. Yeah. So I don't wanna I don't wanna hype them up and be like, "Hey, why don't you be on the podcast?" You you get
0: yeah, that? I, one. I'll ask him if he wants to. If he says no, then I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah, it's that's the a great a thing deal. about you too, is that you're able to take that like face value to the right degree. Hey, you know? yeah, I'm, I don't take that as a personal rejection. My dad was a salesman, though, and it was ingrained in me that, like, first no is never the no. <laughs> so well, I, I work on that on, internally, because so I know sales is not the way to approach life. It's a Well, stupid and, way and to approach the thing life. is,
0: if you're bullying somebody into doing something it they really don't want to do...
1: But it, a good yeah. salesman doesn't make you feel like you're being bullied while they're bullying you. Yeah. And I don't mean to do that. I just have a, I come on strong, Yeah, and the wrong... Uh, uh, the wrong interaction can, can sour everything. Yeah. And I've known that I've come on too strong with some people uh, in the past when I've tried to get them to collaborate with me. I'm not talking about even here. Yeah. My whole life. Yeah. That's why I was a shitty collaborator. Yeah. Because I was expecting everyone to have as much enthusiasm but really the key to that I think is no one's ever going to be invested in your thing as much as you are. True. And I wasn't always trying to pull my mind but I was like can't hey, we'll come up with something right now and do it. Yeah. And I was the one who said, Can't we come up with something new? And now? I mean
0: I like you know? like when, like the, the improv stuff, I was like I even get overwhelmed with that.
1: Well me joking around with improv.
0: Well, I mean not not as much as when we you remember when we, we started dating? we almost had to
1: acclimate to each other's yeah. wavelengths and when we did we were pretty damn good. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right? But yeah. like I had to learn how to pace myself differently. Yeah. Like a different rhythm it was a good one. It's, it's healthier for me. But I'm still, I go, sometimes I get way fast. rapid fire. Yeah. And it's not sort of good stuff. It's just fast stuff. And,
0: and, and, like, you have the ability, apparently, to listen to, like, two or three conversations at once. I'll play back later. I can't do later. that. I'll play I can't, back later. I can't do it. And, and uh, it's, like, it's like I can listen to one at a time. And,
1: but sometimes Yeah. when I'm in my hyper mode and I'm trying to be calm and quiet, mm-hmm. I feel like everything's in slow motion. <laughs> really? And it's not you. It's, it's yeah. not any one person, but there are times I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. And they're telling a story, I know how it ends.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm like, really?
1: 10 more minutes of this? <laughs> not because I'm bored. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, great. Next part of that. You know? Yeah. And and it's like, not because of.
0: Oh, I, I get. Well, Whatever
1: I'm on point. I'm not always on point. I can <laughs> be fast and not on point, believe me. But there's times when I'm on point, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. And here we keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just, yeah. it really feels torturous to me. Yeah. And I apologize. It's just, its not healthy. It's not fair.
0: Well, I, I, I...
1: I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that. You've seen that in other social situations. Well, You're I mean, I've,
0: I've felt that in other social situations. I know what that feels like. Yeah. And uh, there, there's certain people, it's like, and it, it's usually, it's not so much as specific interaction but there are certain people you know every time you talk to them it's going to be the same damn conversation
1: they cycle around yeah and every time. And,
0: and it may maybe like some of the details have changed but it's the exact same conversation that you have had with them 60 billion times mm-hmm. and you really don't want to hear it today my
1: thing too is i have a very uh, short attention span and i don't like to retread ground right yeah much, too much yeah like i like new stuff
0: yeah, like I uh, I mean so, uh, I don't
1: have patience. To well, and that, I think story. that's
0: why I, I sometimes get frustrated with people if it's, like they're struggling. And I mean I it's the same I, I do the same thing. So it's not like I don't
1: do this myself, mm-hmm. but I'm going to I'm going to point out the distinction of that later. Okay. You're better than that. Like <sighs> okay. it, you know, my great-grandmother would always tell me about the sale she got on dented cans. Like every
0: week. <laughs> yeah. I well, need it that is conversation like my, every week. my mom. My mom every time she would come to visit would complain about the finish on some of the pot, pots and pans being ruined because mm. he <laughs> put them in the dishwasher one time eight years ago. Oh yeah. You know, and and then she always complained about the coffee. It didn't matter what coffee I got, she always complained about
1: it. She'd get it straight off the list. every we'll single time she
0: visited. And and that's like I remember one of the times she came up, she started complaining about the dishes. and I'm like, mom. You complain about this every single time. It's not going to change the finish of the 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 pants.
1: That's it's great it's, without acceptance of of the reality we're in right now, moving forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, and I'm like, they've been that way for eight years. They're not going to change. Yeah. Do we have to complain about this every single
1: time? <laughs> and I'm
0: like, and while we're on the topic, just bitch about the coffee now, get it out. And she and she didn't even realize she did that, but she did
1: you you we we talked about how you have that wonderful machine that you built or factory or whatever for Uh processing an emotion where you empty out the old one and then you put the new emotion there and you're not holding it anymore somehow yeah it's amazing it's like a three card money kind of thing it's crazy Uh, because we talked about that yeah 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 but then there's a couple things that you do that are very effective you know you're thorough right so when we talk about my mind going too fast to be useful sometimes. Okay. Um, it's just hyper, almost manic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm not manic. Yeah. It's just the speed I go. Yeah. Um, you and I cover the same kind of ground. Uh-huh. You take giant steps. Yeah. You just take the step that looks like it's not going as fast, but when you're done, we at the same point. We're at the same point. Yeah. That's, that's one strength there. So foundational, that's foundational.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It seems to like the way you approach things. Um so when you go and retell those stories, yeah, you almost have a larger chunk that you're working on socially. If you tell a story that relates to something, uh-huh. you're doing you're doing kind of what I do when I'm, I'm babbling. And I say, When I'm having trouble, I do this, but you're telling this big long story that's almost like a um parable about whatever we're dealing with. You know?
0: It's <laughs> well, pretty think... cool.
1: And they're the same ones sometimes, but yeah. they're 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 useful. Well, thank you. Thank like you would I hear your stories differently when you tell them. So I'm not bored with your stories. Like, yeah. Never think that. You you tell them the same way, but I hear the new parts. Like like when I watched Lord of the Rings for the 58th time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm always saying, like, oh, I didn't know that part. Well, it, say it, it's the same sometimes way.
0: like sometimes, you know, something will happen or remind me of a story. And I'll have to sit there and figure out why. And so I learned something new from my stories, too. Because I'm like, oh, it had never occurred to me. And you look at all the dimensions of yeah, your stories. Yeah. And so it may be years later. And I'm like... I just realized why that happened.
1: With you, I can't use the same kind of high speed mentality a lot of times because I'm going to miss stuff. Uh, but typically if I'm having a conversation with someone who's doing the predictable weather, right whatever,
0: Yeah.
1: It's like we're running down a tunnel and there's forking branches or like, uh, corridors on the tunnel, but they're mm-hmm. going straight down the tunnel and I'm just running down every freaking dead end, exploring every single bit of what they talked about. And I'll miss something.
0: Occasionally. Yeah.
1: But not very often when they're talking yeah. at a certain level. But your stories are more important generally. Well, thank you. That's all I'm saying. And so I'll miss something more important if I miss something.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I guess I I I tend. I try to be very precise with what I'm trying to say. And, yeah. and I try to put meaning in every word, so to speak. It, I, I don't babble a lot.
1: I do a lot of course correcting. I will um, stub my toe on the thing, and I'll keep having to, like, wander around, but somehow I'm going to make coffee in the end of it, you know, like, you know I mean, I'm doing something, yeah, and I'm going somewhere, but it might not be the direct route, and I don't even know where I'm going. Well, I I think what a
0: lot of, a lot of your processing is, at least when you get in those modes, is you're externally processing what goes on in my head, (laughs) okay?
1: So what you're saying, I'm saying what you're thinking?
0: Well, well...
1: Or no no you you do it I get what you're saying yeah the same data right 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 I would I would process it in RAM yeah and you're running it through like all eight cores of the computer
0: yeah whatever. it's like I, it's like I do that in my head and that's why I tend to talk slower because right, I'm that. making those course corrections in my head before I speak
1: oh is that something you could do I didn't know we people humans could do that so I, oh. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. sometimes I know the punchline before I know the joke. And <laughs> yeah. I just have to find a way to build something around yeah. the punchline. And that's kind of what I, it's just two different approaches. Yeah. And my approach is honestly not that great with people unless I'm being a phony salesman. Yeah. And I can tone it down for the public. Yeah. But when I'm writing by myself, it lets me write a page in less than five minutes.
0: Right. And, and, and me. Because it's like, it's, like, it's it, all it there. Might, it might take me, you know five times as long to write
1: the same amount. I, I wanna, but, I'm only saying when I'm really on point. I have but, page, I know what you mean. I, I sat down for one time for 16 hours straight, bathroom breaks and tea at the time, mm-hmm. cigarettes constantly. And I wrote um, 36,000 words. Wow. And it was published as is.
0: Mm.
1: Because I wasn't writing in no order. I yeah. was writing, this is a thing, This is a thing, this is a thing, fill in the blanks, and this is a thing, fill in the blanks. And it just suddenly came together, and I had to restructure some paragraphs, Yeah. and then just send it. Yeah. It wasn't the best, but it got better reviews than my first book. Yeah. You know, and I wrote the whole thing in two weeks. Yeah. But I need to get the momentum to the right level to get that effective. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm just scattering myself. Yeah. But that's just my nature. Yeah. So I'm working on getting more focused, and you're helping me with that, because you're a more focused person. Yeah and we can talk to each other and understand each other's stuff like you know you can explain to me the, the, the layman's level of engineering because you're going to explain things you can do that coursework and stuff in your head to give me the message mm-hmm. that I can be like oh I see kind of what you're saying yeah and vice versa yeah you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's hard for most people in yes. relationships isn't it
0: yes communication is huge in a relationship
1: Ability to think, like You have to find Yeah, like, like, yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, like, and you have
1: to find the other person worth finding a language with them.
0: well as true. bad as that
1: is, because I felt like I was dismissed in my last marriage. Mm-hmm. And after a certain point, I stopped trying to to find yeah. ways to parse Well, me I mean, it's like Keith
0: and I have known each other for. Daniel's 20 23, 24. Maybe twenty five years, something like that. <coughs> yeah. He still has no clue who I am, none, whatsoever. He's got theories based
1: on an internal model of y- yeah. someone who is as quiet as you. Yeah. But not.
0: But like what? I'm, I'm constantly scheming and you... and and coming up with these elaborate plots to yeah. get him. And, and I find it entertaining because I don't know what else to do with it at this point. It's like, oh, gee, what you, what was I what was I doing? You know. You
1: you but, talk. You say you talk a lot. But to me, you're very quiet. Yeah. It's interesting. Because, I mean, in social situations, you talk a lot. Yes. But in our situations, you mainly give me a lot of books, and I, I have a paragraph to say about it. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Well, it's funny. When we first started dating, it's like my, my boss at the time... Uh, before I got laid off, I said, oh, yes, like I've seen this guy and he actually talks more than I do. And he looked at me and he's like, that's not possible. I'm
1: like, oh, yes, it is. But also, probably because you're my ideal woman, you talk a lot less than I expected.
0: (laughs) 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 That's how it is. That's how it
1: is. I never, I, I imagined a shade of how I feel now, but I couldn't feel the whole thing. I just knew the gist of what I'd have to feel to feel happy. Yeah. And I guess I expected you to be as fiery all the time is me. Ah. But you're 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 like a steady flame. Yeah, well you don't You're need, not the flickery flame.
0: Yeah, and you don't you don't need fiery
1: I don't like all that. the time. I'm her out. Yeah. I'm a moth. You're a flame. Well <laughs> <laughs> just flicker flitting, flitting around. No. no all like, that dust I, on you, you
0: you need the groundedness, you know? I do. You do.
1: If I don't have a, something orbit, I'm in trouble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and 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 th- that makes it and me on the other hand, I find your, your energy and your enthusiasm inspiring, and uh, it, it helps me. Cause.
1: And you keep me going when I get tired of, of being me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, oh, so so, so here's how we ended up with a good thing,
0: <laughs> like how the
1: house started going better. Yeah. There was a day where uh, Janelle had expressed that you were frustrated with the mess.
0: Yes. Certain
1: places in the mess. Like you have a game room, there's a cat litter box in there that wasn't oh. clean properly. Yeah. So, you mentioned it to me, and you didn't go deep on it, but I yeah. knew it was a bigger deal. Because yeah. there's, like, when there's a lot of stuff going on and people oh, aren't yeah. listening, kids aren't listening or something, it's it it, frustrating. We
0: had, uh, we'd had a, a lot of people were sick with... Right. Like, say, so, and, I went on a so little we'll, bit of a... Yeah, we had
1: a... I went a little bit on uh what was it, a commandant kind of mode. Yeah. Where I, I was trying to be nice about it at first.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what... Yeah. I, was like, I had to clean work. Today. It was a holiday. I wanted school. to do this
1: when she was at work, so we she come home to a clean place. Yeah,
0: and so I was the only one who had to go to work that day. And I had asked everybody in the house if they could do me a favor and pick up the next day while I was gone. Yeah, I'd specifically gone to everybody.
1: But I went. I went up there like a what, a flag uh, waving
0: mm-hmm. band
1: member or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was, trying to, I was trying to rally the troops, and I tried to do it in the most, like, respectful way. I'm like, hey, guys, you're most self-motivated, so why don't we get this done? Yeah. And then, of course, because I did it softy style, it didn't work out, and I started getting more and more upset and annoyed. Yeah. And by the end of the day, I was, like, a breaking point almost. I had driven out and picked up, like, hardware to do some repairs and stuff twice, yeah. and I had gotten the wrong things. And I was getting annoyed because I was trying to let them do the parts that I had asked Save yeah. The kids to do the game room. They'd spend all time in there. They leave spaghetti plates on the table.
0: Yeah, it's it was like disgusting. you gotta clean this now. It was disgusting. Yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. uh, and so I got frustrated, but because of that break,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we were able to open the doors of communication around the house.
0: Yeah.
1: And it worked. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I'm not saying that I did that because I didn't. Well,
0: like, no. You I
1: mean, did that as soon as I broke.
0: Well, it was it was like I was I was. You
1: walked into I, me having my minute, my moment. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, you were having a little. Breakdown because I I'd pretty much already expressed that if the house wasn't in better shape when I got home you I was would. probably gonna have it because I was feeling emotional at and I didn't want her to at, have to have at, one day. so I'm like
1: I guess I'll break yeah but no not on purpose. <laughs> it just happened
0: yeah it's just the way it played out but but you know then they they finally got it together and and got it cleaned and and it it's like yeah the mood in the house started to lighten and people are laughing and happy yeah again. at
1: first some people were mad at me yeah they were mad at me because i was the one who expressed the emotion yeah like uh, uh and i kind of explained why and then it was fine
0: yeah well, and i went around and i was i i also validated your emotion in front of everybody right i said you have ever right to be that pissed. yeah you had yeah. every right.
1: But I was trying not to be a baby about it, but I was definitely pissed. I was, yeah, I was no, muttering I... to myself in my office, and I'm sure people heard me. At one point, I said, you guys win. I was yeah. like, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. But that was just me having my little bit of a snap. Because I, when I get past a certain level of emotion like that isn't directed towards something creative particularly, mm-hmm. it's too much for me. And yeah. I, I try never to get there with that. That's why I use creative outlets to channel... Say, I write an aggressive scene. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with anybody. It's just a moment of aggression. Yeah. It has to go somewhere. Yeah. used to be online internet battles. I yeah. was telling uh, Chris about this. Yeah. Uh, house, the, the, Chris lives in the house. I was telling him that it used to be that I'd be mad and I'd be like looking for a reason uh-huh. online and I'd get into some stupid useless fight. Yeah. Because I need to put my anger somewhere. Yeah. And I wasn't going to put it in my family, but they noticed that I was miserable yeah. You know. So I get into some political thing and blah, blah blah. But now I'm like trying to actually be constructive.
0: Yeah, and and everybody needs those outlets. So okay. it's not I, that's perfectly normal, but yeah, if you can take that so and I'm put it So having to take it, out so. your
1: aggression, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: I'm usually bitch to you and then I'm okay. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. Yeah. Do you have any bitch-worthy stuff?
0: Bitch-worthy stuff? Besides 8-inch boy? No.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Well, no, it's been a good
1: week. Yeah, it has. It turned into a good week. hmm
0: uh-huh.
1: I didn't finish the second book yet, but I have most of it. Yeah. I, I, I've written all this stuff previously. I'm just finishing it off. Cause like my Slapdash style doesn't finish stuff uh-huh. unless I'm really on point. Yeah. It gets me a ton of material to work with. But I don't like cutting stuff if I don't have to. Yeah. And I don't like shaping stuff if if it means cutting stuff. So that's the hard part for me. I need either a really good editor or I need I don't want to get better so that I only write better stuff. Yeah. And so that's my main issue. I, I have a section to finish before I can publish an unrelated second book that I've been working on for a while. Cool. I haven't read this one, so... But I didn't do that this week, because we were dealing with a lot of house stuff, and I prefer that the house runs smoothies for the foundation of yeah. all of our creative stuff.
0: Yep.
1: And all of our other stuff that we're doing. <sighs> you
0: want to take a break?
1: Yeah, a break? Sure. Yeah. And we'll see what we're doing. Okay. So this may or may not be the end of the episode, but yes. otherwise, we'll be right back.
0: Okay.
1: Next episode. <laughs> Whatevers. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you for tuning in this week to this uh, week's episode of Love and Madness. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Uh, please drop us a line or find us on Facebook, Love and Madness Podcast uh, at gmail.com or uh, love and mad- search for Love and Madness on uh, Facebook. Like our page, comment on the episodes. We would love to hear from you. Um that's all